As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Listening to She's All Talk, a podcast exploring the zeitgeist and life in your twenties, hosted by a girl who talks a lot. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of She's All Talk. I'm your host Ailish. Um, I hope you had a really good week and a really enjoyable weekend. This episode is a little later than usual. Um, I tried to get it out yesterday, but the internet was just not cooperating. So I'm just kind of re-recording the intro so it fits a bit more today. Um, But yeah, I had a really good weekend. I had my friend's birthday um, and I just hung out with my boyfriend, saw my family and my dogs and everything. And yeah, it was a really wholesome weekend and I had a really good time. Um, This week, I feel like it's it's going to be a good week. Hopefully, I only have a four-day work week, which is nice. I've got a couple of things lined up for the podcast that's happening this week as well. So there's some kind of exciting things in the works. And yeah, life is good. I'm going to see my boyfriend um, for his birthday, which is on Thursday this week, which will be nice. We're going to get dinner and it's going to be going to be a nice week. So I hope that you guys are having a good Monday and that it's a great start to your week as well and it kind of sets the mood for the rest of your week. And yeah. <laughs> so the thing that I have been loving this past week is actually a song this time by Olivia Dean. It's called Okay, Love You, Bye. Um, I've just discovered her this past week and I really, really like her music. She has a few really, really nice songs. Um, she kind of reminds me a little bit of Georgia Smith, that kind of vibe. Um, so if you're if you're into music like that, I really recommend it. She has really, really pretty songs that are quite emotional but also really catchy. Um, Password Change and Reason to Stay are some more good ones. Yeah, she she reminds me a bit of um, Crystal Murray as well. I feel like those two kind of have similar similar vibes in their their songs. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend recommend giving her a listen and let me know if you enjoy it. It's it's a really good song. It's a really 
emotional but pretty song and yeah that's what I've been banging out at work over the past week um I kind of I made a playlist that is a bit of a moody one that's kind of about all these well it's a kind of collection of songs and they all have the same vibe for this moody moody aesthetic and this song definitely fits in with that playlist so I recommend it for when you want to get in your feelings but yeah that's my favorite for this week so if you watched the first episode of the australian bachelor i'm sure you're very well across this but for those who don't watch the show or maybe you're not from australia and you're just not interested in the aussie seasons of the bachelor i will recapture i mean i will recap the speech that captured the nation i guess you could say basically what happened was one of the women on the show zoe claire she's a white tall pretty redhead um was having a chat with the bachelor Lockie, and another contestant ariba who's a woman of color came and sat down next to him and i guess she kind of cut her conversation short and kind of cut Zoe out of the the conversation, kind of barged in a bit, and I guess wasn't very polite in how she handled that. But when you think about it, I mean, that's kind of the point of the show, and that's what girls did to each other the entire night, kind of cut in on each other, trying to score the the moment, the the time with the bachelor. That's kind of the point of the show. You have to. It's a competition at the end of the day. But uh, Zoe Claire, who seemed to be a little bit drunk maybe um a few too many drinks um proceeded to go on a huge rant about how she was basically being targeted for being a redhead and how she was facing discrimination because of her hair color um and she ranted to one of the few women of color on the show saying that they were discriminating against her because she was a ginger essentially which was really damning for her and damaging for her character on the show too because, yeah, she's a white woman on a predominantly white show ranting at one of the few people of colour on the show about them discriminating against her and saying stuff like, you, like you're just jealous and, and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, it just wasn't a good look she basically rambled on about how she was getting treated differently because of the color of her hair and her complexion, which I'm sure you can understand is very problematic because redheads are just as privileged as white brunettes and white blondes, I think you could say. Punky wrote up the entire transcript of her rant, if you want to read it, and Pedestrian TV even went as far as to rank each line. So it's basically become its own meme and kind of has gone viral everywhere online. There's TikToks with people using it as their audio, kind of like doing a dance to it or doing their makeup and stuff, kind of like the Julia Gillard misogyny speech, but like a bad version. And it blew up instantly on Twitter. Everyone was going off. I actually saw one tweet with a pic of the civil rights movement icon Rosa Parks and the tweet said, when it comes to fighting discrimination, Rosa Parks walked so Zoe Claire could run, <laughs> which is, <laughs> it is pretty funny. I did share that one on the She's All Talk Instagram page. Um, and it's kind of become known as the Ranger Rights speech or the Ginger Lives Matter movement, which is a bit funny. And there are some great tweets about it. I actually read a really great article on Elle Australia about discrimination surrounding hair 
that came after this Batchy episode and it addressed Zoe Claire's speech, but then it also dived into the discrimination that black women experience because of their natural hairstyles and that's real discrimination. I'll link it in the show notes, but I really recommend reading it. It um, shows some good perspectives. They spoke, Mahalia Chang um, writes about how black women have been forced and, and pressured to conform to European beauty standards basically all their lives. And she writes about women's experiences with being fired or sent home from school for their natural hair or even just microaggressions such as being told that they look prettier with their hair straight or how do they get their hair so big. And the article said something which I thought was quite interesting. They said that while Zoe Claire's comments were tone deaf, it did create a new opportunity to, to talk about this, which I think is an interesting way of looking at the situation. Like it's definitely not the best um, best thing at all for Zoe Claire to have said, but at least if something like this happens on TV, um, national TV, it does generate uh, space for this conversation, which is an important conversation. I understand that obviously um, Zoe Claire's comments were very, tone, very, very tone deaf and problematic, but at the same time, I can't watch reality TV without considering the bias and the constructed nature of the whole show. It's edited so specifically and, I mean, talentedly, really, to generate a reaction out of us. So whenever I watch a show like The Bachelor, I always find myself questioning my instant reaction and why I reacted that way, like what made me, what generated that response from me, why I thought I disliked this girl, like that sort of thing. And you can't, honestly, you can't trust anything that someone says on reality TV unless you can actually see it come out of their mouth. Because I've seen episodes before where if you do play close enough attention, um, the sentence is very clearly chopped up sound bites from other sentences that have been mashed together to make it sound like the individual actually said that one thing. And obviously Zoe Claire's speech isn't an example of this because you can see her um, going on the rant, but... It's just something to keep in mind when you are watching reality TV. Um, Abby Chatfield from The Bachelor and she was on Bachelor in Paradise as well. She's been really outspoken about this in the past because of her experience with this. She was given a bad edit on her season of The Bachelor and she was basically made out to be the villain of the season and was hated so much by people online and so vigorously. Like they were so rude to her and they basically abused her online which is actually the loveliest girl and she didn't do anything wrong. She was just in it to win the man like everyone else was. But the way that the producers and the editors kind of concocted her, basically her edit for the show, she was the villain and she was the one not playing the game like the others and she was the bad girl, that sort of thing. And it led to the general public really hating her and taking it out on her. And Abby has spoken out several times um, about the bullying that she endured both in the house from the girls and online from just strangers. And yeah, she's been really, really publicly outspoken about how it drove her to a suicidal time in her life, which is kind of a confronting reality that you don't kind of consider when you're sitting there tweeting your live updates, watching The Bachelor, bashing out rude kind of snarky comments about the girls or the guys on the tv like it's a real person at the end of the day and they're probably watching the season as it airs as well and of course they're going to be searching up their name and, and reading all the horrible things that people are writing about them 
So I guess I just wanted to touch on this as a reminder to to always think critically when watching reality TV shows. If you find yourself annoyed at someone on the show, think why and question whether it's because you actually saw them say something or do something terrible or if it could just be because of the way it was framed, the way the the music was used, the kind of put together sentences like did they did you actually see them say that thing because producers and editors are paid the big bucks for a reason they they do amazing jobs at making people look either really bad or really good so it's just important to have that kind of sitting in the back of your mind when you watch reality tv it's kind of I think it's quite crucial that you think critically when you're watching reality TV. And I know reality TV kind of isn't the place that you would expect to think critically, but I think otherwise you just, you kind of give in to those stereotypes that they try to put the girls on the show into. And I think that they deserve more than that. Like at the end of the day, you don't know anything about that person on the show. Like maybe you've seen them say some nasty things in um, the videos, like that that's something you can dislike. But at the end of the day, you don't actually know them personally. And unless you're there and you see what's going on or you experience it yourself, like you don't know what's happened in that situation. But I don't know. I think it's just something something worth considering when, when watching reality TV. Something to keep in the back of your mind, a little, a little tidbit. <laughs> but I've actually never really watched The Bachelor properly before because I just – always hated the idea of sitting through reality TV, but I've started watching this season. And I mean, I'm only two episodes in and I definitely understand how people get so hooked on this stuff and how easy it is to find yourself disliking the girls on the show. And like, I'm all for for women empowerment, you know, I don't want to bring a sister down, but it is so easily to get, it is so easy, sorry, to get caught up and wrapped up in what's going on on the show and say, oh, they're such a bitch or, oh, they're so nasty. But then you kind of have to take a step back and think, okay, but they're being edited to look way worse than what they may be. And yeah, I was watching it with my friends and I just, every time we kept maybe not me, but every time someone kept saying something, I was like, oh, okay, but like they have this music playing behind them or like we don't know why they're doing this or at the end of the day, like it's a competition. Everyone is in there to to win the heart. They say it's for love, but really you're in it to win it. So yeah, I think it's just, it's worth uh, making the extra effort to critique why you're thinking a certain way before you go out and bash someone online. Um, for a reality TV show. (laughs) So maybe put a little extra effort into your reality TV watching the next time that you are doing it. So there's an Instagram account that I'm sure you've probably seen before. And if you haven't, I really recommend you check it out. It's worth um, having a look through. It's called Shit Bloggers Post and it basically posts pokes fun at Instagram influencers who post the exact same stuff over and over again. The account has over 45,000 followers and it sh- shares posts such as pics of different influencers doing the same pose um, in a swimming pool or holding their perfume the same way or the same mirror selfies or when that cloud 
foam mirror thing was a trend, like all of those things that an influencer may think is original. Um, Ten others are doing the exact same thing and it's just kind of funny to scroll through the account and look at what what the current trend is. But I guess when you're when you're scrolling through it, it kind of leaves you questioning whether any influencer can actually be original on Instagram anymore or if it's all just about following the trends to stay topical and relevant and gain sponsorships. I mean, I guess obviously it is their job, so they do need to, to keep being sponsored to make money and that sort of thing. But I read a really great article by the lovely Maggie Zhao, I believe you pronounce her name, on the fashion journal um and she basically unpacked this exact thought of mine so maggie wrote shit bloggers post makes it easy to see through these attempts at relatability low and high culture emerge seamlessly on an influencer's page one minute they'll be sipping on a whole homemade coffee next they'll be parading around in chanel dad sandals which this is my um commentary now i think those chanel dad sandals are absolutely hideous and they need to be stopped the same with thongs that have a heel they are not a mood and never will be anyways Maggie carried on and said, but while influencer culture may seem more attainable than ever before, this aura of relatability can be milked as a marketing technique. We've collectively grown tired of extravagant celebrity culture. Influencers know this and have had to pivot their content. I thought that was a really great um, couple of lines from Maggie because that is really so true. They're I know so many people, they want to watch YouTubers and they want to be following people who they can relate to. Like no one likes when the YouTuber or influencer or personality that they've been following kind of gets a bit too out of their league because then you don't feel like you have anything in common with them and you can't relate to them at all. So I think this kind of relatability is the is what – influencers have had to shift towards and what they they kind of try to focus on now they'll mix in the $800 dress or whatever with the um the morning routine or something so you can see into their life and can see some I guess charade of authenticity but I think this kind of plays into the same part of thinking will you actually buy something from someone who is promoting it if you don't feel connected to their personality and to their lives. I was listening to the Call Me Candid podcast the other week, um, which is by Haley Fam and All Things Lillian. And Haley, I believe, said um, they kind of spoke about this and they were saying growing Lily's brand on Instagram. She grew so many followers, she gained so many followers rather, because of her her relatability and her authenticity and her showing her personality on her platform. And Haley said that she recently bought something from a Instagram influencer that she'd been following for a while, but this was the first time she used an affiliate link of hers because recently she'd been showing her stories of her working out and going to CrossFit. And Haley was like, oh, I have something in common with her. I actually like you more now that there's something kind of binding us together. And I think that kind of extends to the average person as well like we all love to be able to relate to people and have that common connection so you're more likely to buy something from someone or support someone in their next venture or whatever if you can relate to them and you know more about their personality so then I guess it's worth considering whether posting on a trend 
sorry, I'm just like processing my thoughts out loud. (laughs) I guess it's worth considering whether posting on trend feeds into that because shit bloggers posts kind of makes you think that no influencer can be original because you go through and the carousel of posts will show you that they all post the exact same thing. They all kind of hop on the same trends. So unless the personality is really shining through in their stories and in their captions or something, then like there's nothing new there. There's nothing relatable and there's nothing that would make me personally want to follow them when I could follow someone else doing the exact same thing with maybe a bit more personality injected to their account. I don't know. I think it's worth scrolling through and kind of thinking about whether influencers could still be original and the role influencers play in creating trends and following trends. Obviously, there are loads of people outside that kind of main circle that aren't following these trends and that are original and are interesting accounts. But I think it's just an interesting discussion point and definitely something that I've found myself thinking about for a while. Like you can kind of flick between these accounts and they're essentially the same, just a different person in each one. And I think with this whole pandemic as well, it's really kind of put a shift on the way we value influencers and and what we want from them because obviously everyone was working really hard or lots of people lost their jobs and and everyone was locked down at home and you didn't want to be following people who who weren't who like I guess it seemed like they weren't affected by the pandemic at all like when celebrities kind of did their tone deaf imagine sing along or when Ellen was talking about it being like being in a jail cell as a joke but she was in her like millions dollar worth mansion. So I think that people just, yeah, they want a bit of relatability and and authenticity. I guess to be fair, the last thing you want to see when you're struggling financially or everyone you know is going through hardship is an influencer who just feels so out of touch with reality and just has no clue what's going on I mean the same applies to celebrities obviously but yeah I think uh the pandemic has had a real shift in the way we value celebrities and and celebrity culture in general and I guess I guess it's kind of proved that they're pointless (laughs) in a way but maybe that's a topic for a discussion for another episode um I think I will wrap it up here now thank you so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed this bit of a deep dive into some some pop culture topical discussions at the moment um a bit of a wrap up yeah just think critically when you're watching reality tv and always question why your instant reaction was that way and i guess bring that that conversation and that that thought process into your friends lives and see See how much you can kind of make a shift. I know reality TV is supposed to be a bit of a brain-numbing experience where you don't have to do anything, but if you're going to be getting mad at people or hating on people or something, you need to be understanding why. So that's an important thing. And, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts about um, influencer culture and whether you think that the COVID period has created a shift in in how we value um, influencers and the content that we want to see because I definitely think that it has and I think the, the point that Maggie made about relatability and how we've grown 
collectively tired of extravagant celebrity culture is very, very true. And yeah, it's definitely, definitely something to to have many discussions about. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. I hope that you have a great week ahead and um, I'll be back in your ears next Sunday. <laughs> Bye. said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.